Did you guys know that I always called them corn sockets? Apparently, they're not corn sockets, but the like when you're eating corn on the cob and the little pieces mm-hmm. that hold, I always called them. They're called like glooms. Do you know what a socket is? It goes not that. Because okay. like this <laughs> ball and socket. Yeah, inside yeah. holding. Yeah, but the corn doesn't move. The corn holds. <laughs> it's just you know, it's I, a corn holder, maybe. I'll like, give you that. That's the whole point of like a corn socket. Cup. A socket wrench. It's not like it. Like it holds. It still moves. It socket holds. wrench. It holds. Socket wrench. To another episode of the N O Y C Godcast. Wow, that was totally off the cuff. That was it didn't seem like it at all. I know. Uh, so we're kicking off a pretty cool series. I'm excited about this series. So this September we are doing a series called Finding Fixes. Uh, I feel like we need the Bob the Builder theme song right here, though. Bob the Builder, can he fix it? Yes, Bob I can. Yes, no, we like can. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was going to remix. Uh, <laughs> we do not have rights or copyrights to this material at all. They're coming uh, for us. <laughs> Bob's march and charge right under. So am I the only one who's ever been surprised? Like, I feel like CJ probably appreciates this more than y'all. But mm-hmm. ever been surprised by like a major company or corporation, like huge, like billions and billions of dollars, and they have a horrible website? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even it's like bad. the United States government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, awful. I Like, that blows my mind. I'm like, come on, you're stinking Google. What's up with your... Like, Why are you using Zanga? You know what I mean? Do you remember Zanga? Man, you're old. I know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so, it never seems to amaze me how, you know, a company can be making literally billions of dollars, and they have a website that just does not work at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I was joking, but government websites, I was actually on one this week, and um, it's just not working. Like, literally yeah. just bugs. Yeah. And I'm like... Come on, man. You're sticking the United States of America. Get your website together. Get yep. your .com to work right. Get your .com to work right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it .org? It probably is. It depends. Yeah, it could be dot, .dot several things. .gov. .gov, dot gov yeah. .gov, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think of several like sites and apps uh, that really, like I said, big, big names mm-hmm. and big companies, huge mega companies, and they just, they're clunky. They just don't work. Yeah. Um, and as I'm scrolling through their site and trying to use the app right, I'm like, seriously? This this is what you're putting out there. This you're you're that rich. You have that big of a name, and you still can't make it work any better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or have you had where you go to like a huge big box retailer like mm-hmm. that starts with a W and has blue doors, and uh-huh. they mm-hmm. like they're this huge no company, idea. literally selling millions of dollars of merchandise every single day, and the ceiling's leaking. Yeah, like you're sinking Walmart or something. Oops. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna let your ceiling and like I'm there month after month and it's still leaking. I'm yep. like you're stinking Walmart. Like how do you do that? Yeah. Just, I, am I the only one that catches off guard? Nope. Like I'm just, I have these thoughts. I'm like, come on, you're better than this. Yeah. Like you're no, bigger than this. Not. Yep. Apparently not. <laughs> so, my assumption is that we have this thing in our head that once you become big enough, or once mm-hmm. you become rich enough, or once you establish yourself enough. Then you've arrived, yeah. right? You've okay. arrived, and 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 problems no longer apply to you because you're that rich or yep. you're that big of a deal. And yeah, the truth is, even if you find a store with a golden toilet, it's still gonna need plunged. It's true. Even if you go to a Silicon Valley website, there are still bugs and glitches mm-hmm. that are in effect. And so the the meaning that perfection is a myth when left in the hands of humans. Yep. I like that. Perfection is a myth when left in the hands of humans. So there's this word that we grow up with in church, and I don't know about you guys, but if I'm completely honest, this is a word that I've spent a lot of time like 
I guess kind of sliding it around, like sliding it off the table, like sweeping it under the rug. I believe it is totally biblical and shame on me. Like I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those words I just can't get my head around. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I just don't really use it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's the word holy. Yeah. I don't know if anyone else feels mm-hmm. that. Uh, but a lot of times we hear the word and 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 in Sunday school and, and biblically, and, and we think the word holy means peculiar or different, and it and it does. Yeah. Uh, we think it's meant to describe something that's set apart. So if something's mm-hmm. set apart, it's described as holy, and that's true. But the Greek word for holy is the word. It, it means complete, pure, or blameless. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So with that in mind, consider Revelations 4, 8 that tells us this about God. The Bible says that none. The Bible says, I know. Okay. Nonstop. No. Let's try that again. So in Revelations 4, 8, the Bible tells us that nonstop, every day, on repeat, the angels cry out mm-hmm. to God, holy, 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 yeah. Lord God Almighty. Meaning, holy is who God is and what God is to the third power, right? Mm-hmm. Not once, but three times. So he's he's holy, but he's not just holy. He's holy, holy, holy. Yep. Ah. And so <clears throat> consider the place where God dwells. So biblically, you're seeing the writing on the wall, aren't you? You're like, he's going to say it a whole lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> no, so was... not only is he the holy, 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 uh-huh. but he dwells in the holy of holies. Yes. Do you want to do the math for us? Do you want to try that? You're going to ask me? <laughs> Kevin, come in here. Math. Well, let's see. So holy to the third power. Um, holy, holy, holy. But since you're using the same word, it would just come back to holy. holy. Yeah. So, Fine, I mean, Kevin. Yeah. My bubble. So God, God, who is holy, 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 dwells in a place called the holiest mm-hmm. of holy places. So hmm. God, who is perfect, complete, pure, and blameless, dwells in a place... That is the perfectest of perfection. Mm-hmm. It's the completest of completion. It's the purest of pureness and the blamelessest of blameless. Can you? Jamie's like, I don't know. Can you used a lot of words blame, in this. So like, blameless. Yes. That's actually not a word. I assumed. You understood what it meant. And you Thanks told us last week that means it's a word. You listened? I did. So. Said, she did. But I still listened. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So God, who is holy, 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 lives in the holy of holies. Mm -hmm. As Kevin has said, that's a lot of holy. Yep. There's that's a lot of holy. So what the what is that? Like where did that come from? What does that have to do with fixes? So the way I found myself looking at the word holy lately is to sound it out. Am I the only one who still sounds words out? No, I have to. I'm dyslexic. Holy. So God has to do with it, but okay. God God is holy, meaning he's holy with a W, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. He's holy, Mm -hmm. meaning he's lacking nothing. He's Mm -hmm. complete in every way. And so that means there's nothing that, there's no thought that escapes God. Mm -hmm. There's no task that he neglects. There's no fact that he forgets. There's Mm -hmm. no ability that he lacks because God is holy completely. Mm -hmm. Is this making sense? Yeah. Do you think that they... It's explained that way in the Bible to give the it not it's not exaggeratory, but for our brains to understand that we can't comprehend how holy he is. Yeah, like it's said like that. Right. In so many ways of right. holy, 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 like that we as humans cannot understand. And I feel like that's that. how most of us like function in Christianity. We're like yeah. that word is just off. 
Yes. The charts I can't. It's I don't have a grid to yeah. understand yeah. that with. Yeah. And so there's uh, no point of reference. Yeah, there's no well, does he is that. Okay, let's move to back to yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> but God is holy yeah. with a W. He's completely. And so that means he needs no fixes, Mm -hmm. no solving, no solutions. This makes God set apart and unlike anything that has ever or will ever exist. And that's the meaning of the word holy with an H is Mm -hmm. that it's set apart. But why is he set apart? It's because he's complete in every way. And we will never in this lifetime ever meet or see anything that is complete in every way. Mm -hmm. And so no matter how prestigious, powerful, perfect a person might appear on earth, it is absolutely a guarantee that somewhere in their life they have a lack, a need, or a flaw, an error, a problem that still needs to be addressed. And so in other words, there is no such thing as a person who is completely holy on their own. Mm -hmm. So the Bible tells us that we are to be holy like he's holy. Mm -hmm. Or if you'll have it, we should be holy, complete as he is holy and complete. We should should be complete and without problems, without errors, without Mm -hmm. needing a solution because God is that way. Mm -hmm. And so we know that biblically... This was accomplished by Jesus, and I don't want to dive too deep into this theology, but Mm -hmm. this was accomplished by Jesus, who became sin, unholy, Mm -hmm. so that we might become his righteousness, holiness, Mm -hmm. right? He became our sin so we could become his righteousness. Uh, And so as a Christian in the Christian life, this is our goal, closing that gap Mm -hmm. between unholy and holy, between needing a fix and being fixed, right? That is that is the Christian life. We spend our day allowing the Spirit of God to point out our problems in order that he may correct or right what is terribly wrong with yep. us. That's the Christian life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone in, tuning in, all three of you, know this, but <laughs> that is the Christian life biblically. It is to close the gap between needing fixes and being fixed. Yes. And so Christ may sanctify us and he changes us and who we are by making us into who he is which is holy. I feel like we all should do that. Do the W. Do the w. This is actually W in sign language. Or this, yeah, That's this three. is three. No, this is three in sign language. This is W. Yeah, she's right. I guess I never realized you needed numbers separate. <laughs> well, it's because letters, this can't be. I guess well, that does make be. sense. Yes, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. I or one? I. I. Of course I. it is. <laughs> Pinky. <Sorry>. So, <laughs> this is where the two, uh, this is where two more Bible terms show mm-hmm. up in the Bible that I think we also shy away from. Uh, the words repentance and sanctification. So we're just getting all the big ones out here on this fixing You spelled those all by yourself? I absolutely did not. So, <laughs> so is God, if, if God is holy, mm-hmm. lacking nothing, having no flaws or errors, and we are unholy, having many errors and many flaws. Well, you. you know, <laughs> you see, they that explains so much. <laughs> But I'm not going to say that out loud. He, she, they, wombo. Absolutely, yes. So, (laughs) don't allow us what we're talking about here. So, if God is holy and he needs no fixes, and we are very problematic and we need Mm -hmm. many fixes, then this means that we have a need to repent. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, to repent means nothing more than to change your mind or change the direction of your thinking towards something. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if Walmart has a leaky ceiling, Mm-hmm. And for years, rain has been trickling down, and it is caught in this ugly bucket that sits, sits in their entryway mm-hmm. every single day. Then this Walmart has a flaw. Would we all agree? Yes. Walmart, yes. Sam Walton would not. He never intended. That's who. Did it, you have to look that up? No, I know who that oh, is. Okay. I know oh, wow. history. Sam oh, Walton started Walmart. Okay. And if you learned nothing else today, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's this it. Nothing <laughs> but hey, we know who started Walmart. Okay. <laughs> Sam Walton did not design Walmart. To have a leaky ceiling. That is not the goal here. What? Wait. 
So just to put this in a weird context, doesn't Walmart sell ceiling fixing stuff? Yeah. Likely, yes. Yes. Hmm. You can't, can't fix, fix it within. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like. So Walmart has this ugly flaw that's always been there, and it's not the way the creator, Sam Walton, intended for their ceiling to be in their stores. Mm -hmm. And so after years of catching rainwater in this ugly bucket, finally one day the store manager says, you know what? That flaw in the ceiling that's letting rainwater come in, it's unacceptable. We're better than this. We mm -hmm. should fix it. Suddenly, what was once normal to Walmart... <laughs> I feel very judged right now. She's waiting. <laughs> that doesn't get better. What was once normal, what was once acceptable to Walmart, has been repented of. They've changed their mind mm -hmm. about, right? Okay. Once I was like, eh, it's fine. And then I was like, no, that's a problem. We have to fix that. I've repented. I've turned my mind in a different direction regarding the leaky, flawed ceiling of Walmart. Mm -hmm. Did you ever think you were learning about repentance that way? Yeah, I, this is a strange place to be. Yeah. So, Walmart has repented. They've, they've admitted there's a problem, and they've changed their mind about the acceptance of that problem in their store. Mm -hmm. However, as we're going to look at this week, admitting and changing your mind about the problem is not enough. Mm -hmm. You can't just say that there's there's a leak, there's a flaw, and that's it. Yep. The store manager can come in every day and look at the bucket of rainwater in the lobby and think, that's unacceptable, that's not right, and yet the store manager still is doing nothing about it. They're, they're admitting, but they're technically not repairing, right, mm -hmm. or fixing it. So, the store manager needs to come to a place where they call a repairman to actually come and fix the flaw and actually address the problem in order to actually write what is wrong. Mm -hmm. So this process, so we have we have holy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have repentance, mm -hmm. leaky ceilings, no good. Mm. And then we have Cookie Monsters, <laughs> yeah. the manager of Walmart. <laughs> I'm it, like, interesting. Uh, it's just, we lost Jamie, she's it's gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was elbow. So. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so after repenting, after changing their mind, comes the process of sanctification. That is the process of allowing God to fix the flaws that have been found. And so you do whatever it takes to let go of, to put a pass on, to stop the sin that's in your life. So I doubt any of you are at Walmart. I'm not. I'm not currently. Okay, good. So I try not to. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put this in terms of a Christian life. So Dave is a good man. He's a good godly man. I don't know Dave, but this mm. is hypothetical. Like <clears throat> Ming Chang? Who's that? Is that from me, Dave? Isn't his yeah, name Dave, Dave Ming Chang? It, it is. It is. No. So Dave is, a, Dave is a Christian man. He's a good godly man. Yet ultimately, Dave knows that he's not perfect. Mm -hmm. He knows that because the Bible tells him he's not perfect. So one day while reading his Bible, Dave comes across a verse which says that we are to do nothing for vainglory in our lives, mm -hmm. not to have pride. We're not to self-exalt or build up. So Dave believes the Bible, but he also knows himself. More often than not, Dave will volunteer at church just for the pats on the back. Mm -hmm. Once in a while, Dave will do the dishes so that his wife will sing his praises. Dave often stays late at work, so he'll be noticed and applauded by his bosses. And so after reading this verse, Dave recognizes that he has a flaw. He sees what the Bible says, mm -hmm. and he sees who he is, and they're not the same thing. Mm -hmm. God's word, God, is holy, but Dave is not holy. So Dave looks at the Bible and notices there's a flaw in his life. He is self-exalting. He has self-glory issues. And so Dave also realizes that to be a Christian means that you are a person who is just like Jesus. You're a person who's like Christ. And Jesus never self-gloried. Jesus mm -hmm. never self-exalted. So... 
Dave, realizing his flaw, changes his mind about his self-glorying ways. He admits that it's sin and that it's wrong. And so he repents. He turns his mind. He changes his mind about how he once was, turning away from trying to make himself look good all the time. Yet Dave knows that admitting this sin is not enough. Dave now needs to find a fix for that flaw. Mm -hmm. He not only needs to repent, change his mind about it, but he needs to allow God to sanctify that flaw and fix what was wrong. So how can he not only turn away from it, but also how can Dave make sure that this flaw doesn't appear anymore? How can he fix that leaky ceiling at Walmart? So Dave decides to volunteer these are a few examples of how Dave could do this. Because okay. Dave doesn't exist. Oh, oh no, I see that coming. <laughs> Cookie Monster's real, but not Dave. Okay, so Dave decides to only volunteer at church for anonymous jobs where no one else will know in the background. That's the only time he's ever going to put his name out there. Dave decides to come home from work instead of staying late to get ahead. Dave memorizes John 15, 5 that reminds him that he, Dave, can do nothing on his own. And so that keeps him humble at all times. Dave has repented. And now Dave is being sanctified because he's found a fix to apply to his flaw. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking about this month is finding those fixes, finding those those things to plug into our problems Mm -hmm. that will help us spiritually. And so... Dave realizes ultimately that this is an area of his life where he needs to apply Jesus still. Yep. So we've sent this whole month aside specifically for finding fixes. Because the truth is we have a lot of things in our lives that are unlike Jesus, who we claim to represent, Mm -hmm. which means we have a lot of things that need to be fixed. A lot of times we become a Christian and we're so busy doing Christian-y things or churchy things that we lose sight of the entire point of Christianity. Because the entire point of Christianity is transforming us into Christ's likeness and into mm-hmm. Christ's image. You may sing in the choir. You might tithe 90%. You might attend every Bible study and every service. But if you're not continually and constantly being changed to be more like Jesus and less like you, then you're neglecting the entire reason Jesus saved you in the first place. Yep. Christians seek solutions in their Savior. I'm going to say that again. Christians seek solutions in their Savior. They find fixes for the flaws in their faith. So consider how practical Jesus was. I just want to give a few examples. I don't know if you guys are going to hit on this this month, but I want to give a few examples. Consider how practical Jesus was. Twice in the book of Matthew, I thought it was interesting he does this twice in one book. Twice in the book of Matthew, Jesus tells folks, you know what? If you've got wandering eyes... I have a solution for that. Pluck them. Yep. <laughs> Pluck them out. Like, do we write that? Is he allowed to say that? Like, I, I think it's rather interesting that we've been so negligatory to bring that up in yep. church. Like, Jesus is being very vulgar here. He's like, this would not be in a G- this would not be in a Disney movie. No. Like, the, no. This would not be allowed. Like, you'd have to have your parents sign permission to watch this in a movie theater. Jesus is teaching. I think right? say something about a youth ministry. <laughs> to, to say this in a youth ministry. Right? <laughs> What is he saying? He's saying if your eye is the problem, pluck mm-hmm. it out. He says if your hand's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. If your digits are the flaw in your life, I've got a fix for that. Cut it off. Severed hand. This is not politically correct. This is not comfortable. <laughs> but Jesus was all about finding fixes, practical mm-hmm. fixes mm-hmm. to the flaws in our lives. Doing whatever it takes to find a fix. Uh, John 15, I brought up a minute ago, but Jesus says, again, being practical. He says, if a tree isn't bearing enough fruit, I've got a solution for that. 
prune it. More cutting. He's very, he's a surgeon when he wasn't a carpenter. <laughs> he says, prune it, right? Cut it, cut it, whack off the branches. Mm-hmm. So then more fruit can be produced. So like even in that story, the tree was fine. It was making fruit. Isn't that acceptable? Like, isn't that our standard in, yeah, in church no. and in Christianity? I've got joy. I've got peace. Like, I've got something. A, I've got fruit. No. Whack it. Cut it <laughs> off. Why? Because you need more fruit. More Jesus. Yeah. Do we see the practicalness? Do we see mm-hmm. how he's he's finding fixes for problems? Yep. I think a lot of times... He's breathing. I don't know if you're yawning. I think a lot of times no. we think of Jesus as this comfy, cozy guy who yeah. just wants us to be happy. And it's like, no, he's... Pluck this, cut this, prune that. Like yeah. he wants us to be improved through him. Mm-hmm. So I'm still making breath all that time because we're gonna kill Kevin. Fall over, <laughs> lower me down into my cast. Anyway, <laughs> so um, a lot of times when I I've been reading the Bible, it talks about the circumcision of things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So and I was thinking about it. So what is that? That's cutting. Cutting away away unnecessary. Okay, cutting away unnecessary. Okay, so the way I interpret this, okay, if you have a wandering eye, pluck it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so obviously Jesus does not literally mean pluck your eye out because there'd be a bunch of no-eyed people (laughs) running around because the blind fruit of this church. Yes, because as soon as we pluck that one eye out, the other eye is gone. So, um, just for clarification. I think because I think sometimes when people, you know, listen to, you know, listen yeah. to the Bible, they get kind of caught up in. Well, Josh said, you know, yeah, right? Roll. Exactly. Right. Like, cut your hand off. You know what I mean? <laughs> put the knives down. Everybody, put the <laughs> exactly, knives down. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, for, for those people out there, it's trimming away at what is not pleasing to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's not given over to God? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because. It's it's like saying like I have a wandering eye. Well, give that eye yep. to God, mm-hmm. okay? Because you can't fix that wandering eye. Yep. You know what I mean? And again, we said he doesn't mean really pluck it out. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think that like a lot of things in the Bible, like uh, they're they're very like figuratively yeah. speaking, and that may be like a stumbling block yeah. for some Christians because they'd be like, I'm not going to cut my finger yeah. off. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I think like I, I believe you mentioned before about, you know, fitting into the doorway to heaven. Right. You know what I mean? Like you have to trim off yeah. a heck of a lot of yeah. you yes. right. to get through that door. Yes. Yep. And I think that this is a perfect example yeah. mm-hmm. of what God is saying, yeah. is to trim away all that extra yep. that's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for food lovers, it's like if you buy a steak and it's more fat on that steak mm-hmm. than actually steak, yeah, you know, <laughs> like you want to trim all that yeah. fat mm-hmm. off. Yep. Well, not all yeah. the fat. Cause but, but you, you <laughs> yeah. get what I'm saying yeah. is yep. like you want to trim as much of you right. Off of yourself yeah. to fit into the doorway. Oh, that's to very well put, Kevin. I think Thank that. You. I have one more thing. Oh, too. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. How long can you hold your breath? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I was in elementary school, I won like a Snickers bar <laughs> for holding my breath. Kevin, you're not you, and you're. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thanks for that because I forgot. What, oh, okay. So, so um, you were talking about the the man who was very vain. Okay, about everything. I think that, like, for example, and like, I don't know if this really applies, but like, for example, I've seen things that say like, 
as someone's trying to quit drinking, mm-hmm. don't offer them a drink. Like yeah. you're not mm-hmm. their friend right. mm-hmm. if you're offering them a drink. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I think that we all, when someone in church does something, a lot of times we say, "Boy, you did a great job yeah. at yeah. that," and that kind of promotes the feeling of right. like I did that accomplishment yeah. exactly, yeah. as opposed to saying like God is really working. Right. Through you, right. and I can see that. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, I recently went through that when I gave my testimony. Like mm-hmm. I had to keep reminding myself yep. that that's not, you know what I mean? Like, don't yep. get all puffed up right. because yep. that's God working yep. through mm-hmm. me. Yep. yep. Kevin's middle name's Dave. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> I've always taken it, like, when I seen the, you know, pluck it out that I took it as it, you're supposed to take whatever extreme caution. Yeah. So like for me, it wasn't necessarily that I had to pluck my eye out, but it's going to be as uncomfortable as plucking your eye yeah, out absolutely. to get rid of that sin, to get whatever, rid of that temptation. Whatever extreme measure it takes yeah. to fix the flaw. Yeah. Uh, yep. You're saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, no, very well put. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> I expected you should have said ditto. I was going to say ditto, um, but I normally say that. I, oh. I was thinking when Kevin was talking about 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 the removal of flesh. That's what Jesus is saying mm-hmm. here. Like he's saying, you know, remove that flesh. This this eye is not given to God. That one's doing okay. This one's not given to God. <laughs> so pluck out what's not given to God. Find that fix. Yep. And the same thing James saying is, is whatever extreme measure you need to take for a practical solution. So for Dave, you know, I'm not volunteering on Sunday mornings when he's asking for a hand raise. Yep. I'm only volunteering for, ba- you know, I'm going to sweep the floors on Saturdays when no one's here. Yep. Dave is finding practical solutions for uh, these flaws. But I was thinking about when Kevin was talking about, you know, uh, cutting. So <laughs> my mind is so strange. You're thinking about cutting, right, which mm. requires knives. I was thinking about the story in the Old Testament of Abraham. And Isaac, mm-hmm. and how God asks Abraham to take his only son and to lay him on the altar, and it says the Bible. The Bible says he drew the knife to strike him, mm-hmm. and so what was he doing? He was he was giving that over to God. Yep. In an extreme measure, mm-hmm. right. it's kind of a culmination of all of the things we're saying, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but it's laying down his son, his flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. On the altar before God in an extreme measure and saying, God, it's yours. Now, ultimately, God did not make him go through with it. He said, put the knife down. Ultimately, we don't have to pluck our eye out. Yep. But we do have to give it over to God in order to find fixes. Yep. We can only be holy as he's holy when we wholly give ourselves over to him. I think it's interesting that uh, Jamie said, like, an extreme. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not extreme, it's too comfortable. Yeah, it won't stay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, it's nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? So I think that it's it's very important to stay vigilant. Yep, yes. absolutely. It's in your trimming. So, folks, today as we're wrapping up, I want you to realize that it is it, it is important, it is imperative that we always find fixes in our spiritual lives. Yes. Don't, that's what we're going to spend the whole month talking about. Don't just become complacent. Don't become used to that pet sin, that continual habit, that slothfulness, that laziness. Don't become used to that. Don't think like your eye, like your hand. Mm-hmm. Well, this is so. This is just who I am, or this is so ingrained that I can't overcome this. No, Jesus is saying here, go to whatever measure you need to lay this down. Yep. And so let's let's find fixes. And so as we wrap up today, ask yourself this: Y'all can ask along with them. Oh no. When was the last time God fixed a flaw in your life? Can you pinpoint that? What was the last sin that he pointed out in your life? Uh, When was the last time he said, that's not like me, and that needs to be addressed Mm -hmm. in order for you to be holy? Mm -hmm. How often are you repenting? How Mm -hmm. often are you changing your mind about the areas of your life that are not perfect, that are flawed? 
that are blame have blame are not blameless. <laughs> <laughs> are you allowing Christ to actively sanctify to right what is wrong in your life? Can you say those things? Mm-hmm. So this is what, I, what what would it look like to find fixes in our faith? What would it look like to stop walking past that leaky ceiling every day, day in and day out, and accepting it as normal and just how it is? What would it look like to say enough? I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make this right because it's time for me to start finding fixes. No breaths? No breaths. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I do that, you all are like... It's drunk breathing. You know what I mean? Like, you all kind of lean back. Yeah. And, you know, and like... So today's charge of challenge, get a piece of paper. This is this is a little bit complex. Oh boy. Origami. No, we're not going to do it. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a challenge? No, <laughs> get a piece of paper. I should have had one to show you what that you looks like. Have. I'm yeah. concerned for you. Why? How did you spell middle? <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> Spelling is my flaw. Middle. I, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Anyways, uh, get a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, draw a line vertically down the middle. Middle-y. Mm-hmm. That therefore makes two columns, right? Mm-hmm. So with okay. your paper in hand, pray that God would show you your flaws, show you your sin, show you the areas of your life that are not like him. And then in the first column, I guess for you guys it would be the first column, mm-hmm. write the flaws that are in your life. Write the mm-hmm. things that are problematic, the things, the areas that are not like Jesus in your life. Maybe it's a thought that you just can't leave alone. Maybe it's a word you just keep saying. Maybe it's a habit you keep falling into mm-hmm. that you can't let go of. Maybe it's a sin that you just love to adore. Whatever it is, write those in the first column. Anything in your life that you know is not like Jesus. And then on the second column across, mm-hmm. I want you to write a creative, practical, extreme even fix for that flaw. So for Dave, right, he's got self-glory issues, he's got vain issues, vanity issues. His his fix was memorizing John 15, 5. His mm-hmm. fix was leaving work on time every day. His fix was not volunteering for jobs where he can be seen. What practical solutions can you apply to your faith? And so, again, maybe it's a counteractive Bible verse that you memorize when you have... Uh, Maybe <laughs> maybe it's a counteractive Bible verse that you memorize to apply. Maybe it's a swear jar app on your phone, which I don't know if exists, but I was right, thinking as I was writing this, I'm like, that would be a good I'm idea. Sure we should do that. I'm sure it does. Uh, that would be real money. Like, do it. We would, Venmo. <laughs> pride of my Like, now I need to confess. I have a problem now. Link uh, it to your... Uh, Checking account, right? Yeah, you know? just and then every have time like, you say it, like voice activated. <laughs> oh, yeah. so every time you Siri, say it, Siri, Siri tells on you. <laughs> uh, you said uh, the word again. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Siri. <laughs> so maybe it's a swear jar app on your phone that every time you say that word, uh, you know, you have to put money in the jar. Maybe it's an accountability partner where you have to tell them or admit or or, or share with one another the habits that you keep giving into. Whatever it mm-hmm. is, folks, today commit to finding fixes. Yep. Today's considerable quote comes from Tozer. He says, this holiness as taught in the scriptures is not based upon knowledge on our part. Rather, it's based upon the resurrected Christ indwelling us and changing us into his likeness. Today's feature content is by Shane and Shane, and it's holy, holy, holy. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, It's been swell. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye, guys.